back again this is episode 189 now we're getting up there i don't know what to do when we get to episode 200 i haven't decided yet whether we should carry on or can the whole thing <laughs> we'll see but anyway joining me now is a friend of mine called stephanie hi and stephanie's gonna be helping out with some interviews and um, because as i mentioned on i think it was the last episode i mentioned that i'm gonna move my mic a little bit closer i mentioned that um our current hosts like Kelly and Sammy are really busy at the moment and can't like, well, we, it's hard for us to kind of all be on the same schedule and be free at the same time. So it's just going to be a little bit easier. If I have some amazing friends who'd be amazing at doing this and Steph's one of them. So I'm like, yeah, you know what? Why not? Let's just try it and see what it's like. So that's why Brian was on last time and Brian will be coming back on again at some point. And this time Stephanie's turn. Awesome. And, uh, Thank you for having me. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, and it's, it's funny because Sammy, who was kind of free again, is now not free at the moment. So it's going to be a while, I think, before Sammy's back again. So it just it's just the way it is. I mean, for like five years straight, it was me and two other guys, um, a friend of mine called Scott, who's in Chicago, and another friend of mine, Craig, who's back in the UK. And the three of us, well, like, we worked really well. Like probably about five years straight, we just... We were on the, even though Craig was in the UK and Scott was in the US and he was two hours behind me and Craig was four hours ahead of me, we always managed to make it work. And I think I just got used to that. And now it's just like everyone has lives and like their own stuff to do that it just doesn't always work out. And there's no way I would ever do a podcast on my own. I have to have some, I have to have somebody to talk to. I did one episode once where it was just me talking and it was the hardest thing ever just to talk to yourself for like half an hour. Yeah, that would not be something that, I, well, I don't know. It would not be something anyone would want to listen to. I think I could do That's it. That's the thing, yes. Like, I did it. I, I did it because I wanted to and because there was no one to do it at the time. So I just did it myself. And um, I think I did okay, but, like, I would never listen back to that episode because it's just me <laughs> just talking rubbish. But I did it to see what it was like. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, so where do you, what state are you in again in, in America? I live in West Virginia. I thought that's where it was because my wife yeah. was asking today, where, where is Steph from? And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's West Virginia, but you don't have the accent. No, because I'm actually from the D.C. area. That's why you don't have and, the accent. Right. I live, um, I'm from the D.C. area. And then we moved out to West Virginia, but we live just a mile from Maryland. Oh, yeah. And I work in Maryland. In the D I work in the D.C. area and so does my husband. So, okay, so you work in Maryland. Do you work anywhere near, like, Baltimore? Not, it's a, about, I live an hour and 15 from Baltimore, and I work, okay. my, where I work is probably 45 minutes from Baltimore. Because I've, I've been to Maryland twice, specifically, um, my mind has gone blank, where I, Baltimore, I've been yeah. there twice and loved it. 
I well, and I went to college at Towson University, which is just north of Baltimore. So I lived in Baltimore for a couple of years. Oh, nice. Yeah. I remember when I was there because it was like, obviously, it's like there's just like water everywhere. Or at least that's how I remember. <laughs> and um, I remember all the crab statues, like the oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever you call them, like they're all, they're all different, different crabs, like painted different patterns and things. I remember those. Yes. Those are that's awesome. Cool. <laughs> we you know we actually not trying crab though while I was there. Like I never tried Baltimore gotta, or Maryland crab. Never tried it. You gotta come back because we'll get yeah, you some. I know. That was um we just had all you can eat crabs a couple of weeks ago. But it's pretty much my favorite meal. Yeah, I seen you posting <laughs> stuff like you shared a video the other day where somebody was like showing you how to break one up. Oh, right, right. And you were like, Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. And I watched the video <laughs> and I was like, that looks you make it look so easy. It's not that easy, and that's not how everybody does it differently. Yeah, but so like, lo I, lobster's the big one here. Like Nova Scotia's famous for lobster, and uh, like even that's a task. Like you do have to work at it. Like it's not just a meal. Like it's like you are. It's a, it's an activity. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's the fun part about eating crabs. Like you get we either get a bushel, get a bushel. Yeah. I don't know if you know what that measurement means because I really don't. But it's a no. big box full of oh, crabs. Right, okay. And then, you know, we sit around as a family and talk and pick the crabs. And when everybody's tired of eating, we finish picking the, the rest out. And then you have all the meat and you make crab cakes or crab omelets in the morning, you know? Oh, nice. Yeah. The, it's like a tradition. The one they do here is a lobster roll. And so right. it's just like lobster meat on some on a roll with some like, I think it's romaine lettuce and some like mayo or something, maybe. <laughs> and I love lobster. I love like I still do love lobster, but for some reason, the past two or three times I've eaten it, I've gotten really sick. Oh, so like I don't know. Good. I don't know if I I don't know if I had a bad one. Like if I had like a, like a dirty one, or like you know, hadn't been cleaned properly, or I've just developed some sort of like a reaction to it. But it just yeah. does not like me at all. Because people do have um, allergies or intolerances to shellfish. Yeah, but like I love shrimp and stuff like that, and like whenever I've had like crab, I like the um, Alaskan king crab. That is amazing. I love that sort of stuff, and I'm always fine eating it. But for some reason, the last three times, just lobster. I I, I don't know. Oh, that's not good. It's not good because I really enjoy it. It's such <laughs> right. a nice thing, you know. I love getting the, the full meal, and like I say, it you know, it's like a, an activity. And if you're with someone, especially someone from the UK who's never had it before, they come here. And I really enjoy showing them, like, this is what you do. You break the arms off, you pull the tail back. Like, you show them how to prepare it and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, I love so, that. We have, um, that. it's been a while that we would get crawfish, too. Yes, um, I've tried those before, and they were nice. But that's another one where you've got to work at it to get them out. Yep. Even the even shrimp, when you have to peel them, yeah, becomes an activity. But I, lo I, I love it. Yeah. There's, um, we eat a lot of shrimp here, too. Of course, not local. And usually when we get crabs, the, the crabs don't even come from Maryland. Most of the time they come from the Carolinas or the Gulf. Oh, right. Okay. They don't actually always usually come from the Chesapeake Bay in Maryland. That's funny. You would think that they would. Yeah. It's not the population isn't large enough to fulfill the demand, you know? So, so they, why, is this, why is it famous for, for crab then? Like, do you know, like, why why there? If, the, if then they don't come from there? I think it's because of the Chesapeake Bay, and they do live in the Chesapeake Bay. Okay. And because of the bay, the Maryland, all surrounding how big it is, like all those yeah. people, it just became like a 
the way they are cooked here, the way. Okay, you know, yeah. The way so just, it's just not enough. It's famous for crabs, but it's not enough because there's more people than there is. So you just have to get it from other places. Yeah, and it's the same crabs. It's just from yeah, different. It's the same. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the water's colder here, so I guess like seasonally, you can't even. Of course, yeah. That that would obviously play play a part as well. So. Old Bay seasoning, like I've never tried it. What does that? Is it like a spice or is, is it salty? Like what? What's the taste of that? It's basically salt, and then it has, like on the back of the can, it'll tell. It. <laughs> I could obviously go get like three cans and read it to you, but <laughs> it says, you know, it's got like paprika and this and that and this and okay, all yeah. these different spices in it. It's spicy, but it's not too much. You know, it's like a yeah. salty salty spicy flavoring um and most of the time the crabs don't actually have old bay on them <laughs> there's another seasoning that people use on the crabs usually ah. but then we put old bay on shrimp for sure okay see i thought it was <laughs> you put that on crabs so i thought that's what it was kind of for some people some people do but a, a lot of times when you get it at restaurants or you get a bushel they use a different seasoning called jo which is also made in maryland um but we put Old Bay on everything. <laughs> <laughs> French fries. Everything. everything, yes. Yeah, I've got to get some. I don't, I don't think we sell it here. But maybe when, when we when we go to Boston, if there's some like a little <laughs> store there, maybe I'll get some. They probably would have it there, I would think. Yeah, probably, yeah. I imagine That's so. Because, like, like, what is, like, Massachusetts famous for? Probably lobster, I imagine. Like, I think so. Like, it's, it's New England, so. Yeah, they. I, I mean, I would think lobster, but I don't know. Yeah, I know that Maine is like that. Their thing is lobster, and that's kind. That's of the only time I've ever had lobster was when I was in Maine. Oh, okay, so it's not like a thing that you guys eat regularly there. Then it exists, but it's not something I would eat. I mean, and you know, for example, we went out to dinner tonight and to get lobster with your meal. It was like forty-five dollars. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> so, it's not cheap at all. Yeah. No, I'd rather get the shrimp. <laughs> and the thing is, as well, I find when you when you pay a lower price it's not as nice like you are paying for like the service and stuff mm -hmm. like it and it's it is worth it and it's it's a nice treat as well like i don't oh, when sure. i did eat lobster i didn't eat it all the time it was only a treat yeah well there's definitely you know restaurants where you can get lobster mac and cheese and you can get lobster fresh lobster too i think yeah. it's just not something that my family we've ever done yeah so you know i was 18 years old having lobster for the first time <laughs> And I was probably about the same, to be honest, if not older. Yeah, it was. We went yeah. to Maine, and my dad was showing. My dad somehow knew how to open it. I didn't know what I was doing, but we we were literally sitting on the ocean. It was like an experience he wanted us to have, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's quite the experience, and you've remembered it, so. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm hungry we, now. So <laughs> talking about food. <laughs> it's okay. I talk a lot about food. Yeah, well, I've got some. I've got a question later on about food, so we'll get to that. It's, it's I think it's literally just what's your favorite meal, but don't answer now. <laughs> we'll, we'll save it for part of the questions. All right. Um, I, I just kind of wanted to touch as well a little bit on the. I know it's like it's been talked to death for like the past week, but like this submarine thing, like I just kind of wanted. I felt like I needed to mention it because like, it's been such a big topic throughout the world. And obviously now we know how it's concluded. And I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about. Because I was speaking to my sister-in-law today. And she was like, I only heard about that today. And I'm like, how have you only just heard about it? And she's like, oh, right. I listen to the news. And I'm like, but everyone's talking about it. For some reason, she just didn't know until today. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if people aren't on social media and don't watch the news. They wouldn't. No, yeah. but um, yeah, I know about it. I haven't followed it purposefully. 
I mean, I haven't followed, I haven't been trying to find information. I've just been catching up with yeah. what, or what my children have been telling me, which of course is a lot of conspiracy and not truth. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that but, going around. Yeah. Um, this. You know, I've been seeing some people making jokes, which is making me upset. I don't like that. Yeah. And then I've seen how it's kind of unfolded and some conspiracies and my general in my brain is that it was it's been so sensationalized yeah and it didn't have to be but people's lives were lost and it was and it was such a scary kind of situation that's why everybody's on top of it like it's almost like a movie yeah kind of idea i, I think a, i think a lot of the attention was focused around the fact that they were going to see the titanic i think that if it was just a dive somewhere else in the world it obviously would have been mentioned but i don't think it would have got quite as much press Mm -hmm. I think it's because of the circumstances of the dive, right. to be honest. And yeah, just I, I don't know if you because I, I as soon as you type something in on TikTok, and I know you're very active on TikTok, like every, as soon as you type something in, that's all TikTok shows you. And I typed in like Titanic submarine, and that's all I've been watching on TikTok is all these videos. Yeah. A lot of experts on TikTok as well. It's not all just conspiracy theories. So right. I feel like I've learned quite a lot just from watching them. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've seen the video of um the actual sub itself and how it was made. It was made so shoddy and just like the guy got parts from like the equivalent of like a Home Depot. Nice. For this sub, like the <laughs> lights that were on top of it were from like, not Home Depot, but another store. I can't remember the name of it. No, it's like a camping store or something. Oh my God. Like, and like it was controlled by an Xbox controller. Mm-hmm. See, I wasn't sure if that was true. My kids it's were true. saying it was, it's like it was the, the PS2 video is the guy, one of the guys that the, the creator of it who unfortunately passed away is part of the he's one of the, he was one of the five that died. He there's a video of him showing you, like you come on in, there's only one button, and he points to just one button. I still don't know what the button was supposed to do, but it was just one button on the wall. That's the only button in the whole thing. Then there was two monitors, and then there was this games controller. It wasn't an even it wasn't even an official Xbox controller. It was a Logitech one that he got. He literally bought it off Amazon. And he's like, it's designed so that 16-year-olds can just throw it around. And I'm like, but it's, what 16-year-olds going on there anyway? Like, it's for adults. Like, why would you say that? And he's like, oh, we've got, we got a couple of spares. And I'm like, spares means that there's a chance it could break. Like, why would you need a couple? A couple, not even just one, but a couple of spares of these controllers. And that's apparently what controlled the thing. And then it was the stuff that it was made. That was made, of, I think, it was carbon fiber and titanium. And it wasn't put through the proper testing to see if it could withstand that much pressure. And he just did it anyway. So my opinion is it's his fault that this whole thing happened. Those four people and him as well died because of his negligence. Yeah. And it's, that's so sad. Yeah. That, I mean, I had those thoughts too. I mean, I know they signed waivers and everything else, and probably yeah, they were like, taking appar risk, Apparently, but... they didn't. They weren't given the full information, so mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to work in terms of like lawsuits and stuff. Like, I've no idea. Like, who would you even sue? The guy died. Like, I, I, I don't know. Right, and I, like I said, I didn't follow it closely. Yeah, and partly because I don't like to. Oh Think man, honestly, it. you know what? Like, <laughs> I, I don't blame you because like when it was about two or three days in, I couldn't sleep because I was like lying awake thinking there's people under the under the water in this like I mean it's the size, it was the size of a minivan. Mm -hmm. 
Like it would like literally like there's pictures of it showing you like where they would be sitting. It wasn't big enough to stand up in. They had to sit down because it wasn't in they weren't supposed to be down there for four days or five days. They were supposed to be down there for like eight hours and that's it. So there was nowhere to stand. It was like being on a flight, basically. You know, I mean you can stand up on a flight, but like majority of the time you're sitting down. There was nowhere to stand. It was so cramped and just I, I couldn't sleep. I was just thinking about it. We've obviously since found out that the thing imploded, so it basically just like blew up inwards and crushed them. And apparently they wouldn't have felt or even known it was happening. So they wouldn't have felt it, they wouldn't have known it was gonna so best of the worst, really. That's the if you're gonna go, that's the best way. So all that worry that everyone was doing, where it was like, oh my god, they're trapped on the underwater and like they're gonna run out of oxygen, like that didn't happen. They reckon that it imploded pretty quick when they were down there. So Right. Because you could they couldn't have gotten too I mean, well, they'd have to get pretty far down, but not all the way down for it to yeah. be yeah. too much. Yeah, so. my husband was doing a whole dramatic, um, telling me how how it would have happened. I was like, "That's okay, you can." Yeah, like it, it, it's. I think it's just it's interesting because we're we're only human, and like obviously, there's like yourself where you're not really you don't want to know it because it's so grim. But then I think for a lot of people like myself and your husband, you kind of just want to know. The peace oh, yeah. of my mind as well, just because, like I said, I, I couldn't sleep. So to kind of know that gives me peace of mind. And oh yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, the whole thing's just really sad. And I just felt like I needed to mention it on the podcast. And I thought I'd mention it early on so that we can talk about fun stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it's not, for sure. it's not a depressing episode. But I mean, submarines I mean, are usually fun. <laughs> I would never go on a submarine. <laughs> well, me either. <laughs> me either. Like, the closest you'd get me to going on a submarine would be like, a yellow submarine because of the Beatles <laughs> that's above water like I've actually been on a submarine once just on like a tour around uh, and it was massive like it was like an army one and it was massive and it was really right. interesting we didn't go in it like didn't go on the water or anything we just looked at it and stuff and it was really cool and when I first heard about this that's what I thought it was I thought it was going to be like this big thing no it's the size of a minivan this tiny little tube I wonder if that guy even knew how they were going to get back up like <laughs> well so it's weighed down so the, the idea is that like you don't you don't like manually drive it down it the weight pulls you down so that when you finished you release the weights and then you float back up that's literally how it works and all you need the, the xbox controller for is to move around while you're down there so i don't even think <clears> they got that far to be honest i think the weights pulled them down and it just went yep yeah they probably didn't get very far there's yeah. um in Baltimore, in the harbor, there is a submarine you can tour, but I actually didn't go on it. That's how not <laughs> happy yeah, I'd be on not, a submarine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did not so want to. You just tour it while it's like what I was saying, where you just go on it and it's above water. You don't go yes. on it. Yeah. Yeah. Like a military submarine. I wouldn't even, even, even if it was like, I wouldn't even do it in a swimming pool because I've got a fear of drowning. And just like, even if you were just like, we're just going to go to the bottom of the pool, still wouldn't be happy with that. <laughs> no <laughs> i mean it's claustrophobic anyway isn't it being something that small yeah for sure With and there's all the people as well like no way especially if you don't know them and yeah i don't yeah. that would not be something i would do and some one of the comments my husband was well who would spend that money who would want even want yes. to do it but if you have billions of dollars you run out of things to spend your money on yeah quarter of a million dollars like 
I, what I think about when, whenever somebody spends a large sum of money on something that really didn't need to be spent on, I always think of like, think of what they could have done with that money and who mm-hmm. they could have helped. Exactly. Like, I get it. Like, oh, they're billionaires. It's pennies to them. Yeah. Okay. So if it's pennies to them, give it to people that it's not pennies to. Like, mm-hmm. do something. Like, I just, I would never do, never spend that much money. If I was a millionaire or a billionaire, I'd live a great life, but I'd make sure it did. <laughs> and they, they may have done stuff for charity as well, to be fair. I'm sure. They have but to like, because that's how they get their tax breaks. <laughs> yeah, it's true enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But true. there's like a very simple way to just take some money to a church who will give it to the poor people and you don't have to go down to the bottom of the ocean. I don't know. There are cool things to do that don't involve going to the bottom of the ocean as well. Yeah. Um, jump out of a plane. <laughs> people do that all the See, time. I'd never do that. <laughs> There's too much risk involved. What if it doesn't the parachute doesn't it? Would you jump out of a plane? Be completely never. honest. No, see, and I would I. I think it's insane. Anyone that jumps never. out of a plane, I, I I don't understand them. I really don't. Like, why would you do that? Just on the one chance that thing doesn't open. And then they say, Oh, there's a backup one. But what if that doesn't open? Well, and it even like okay, so it sounds like a thrill. Great. I'll ride a roller coaster. I don't need to jump out of a plane. I'd yes, really I'll do a roller coaster. I've done many roller coasters <laughs> and it's always fun. Yeah, there's um I don't oh. I don't even do Ferris wheels. I can't do Ferris <laughs> really? wheels. I get no. bored because the Ferris wheels that I've been on are like ones that you go on to see stuff. Like it's not although I have been on some in the fairground. No, it's the same in the fairground as well. It takes forever. Like mm-hmm. take me around once and let me off, but they don't right. they take you around and you keep going around for like five times and it's like I've done this now and it's so slow. Mm-hmm. It's boring. But, uh- and then there's, there's that a- moment where it stops and you're at the top because they're letting someone else on. And you're just like, what if I want to get down? Mm-hmm. You just got <laughs> to keep going until they let you off. And it's, oh, let it's me hard. off. Yeah. There's, um, there's something I have. I don't, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of going up and coming down. So if I can take an elevator to the top of a tall building, I'm good. I'm going to freak out in the elevator. But once I get up, up I'm fine. Yeah. The elevator freaks me out, or like a lighthouse, the cl- yeah. the stairs. Oh, the stairs, yeah, yeah. Freaks me out so bad. But once I'm up top, I'm happy. This is beautiful and amazing. But then I don't yeah. want to walk back down. <laughs> so have you ever done the Tower of Terror? No. What Universal? Is it Universal? That's not you. That's Disney, isn't it? It's that's Disney. a Disney, I think. I, I think that's. I think a it's Disney, Disney, isn't it? Yeah. If okay, it still I did exists. that, and that is like they trick you so bad on that ride, and. I've only done it once, but I know it would get me again, even if it went on a second time. But like, they, you don't know when it's going to drop and it just goes and you don't even have a chance to scream. You just go. And it's, but it's the adrenaline rush. You get off it. When you get off it, it's just, you want to do it again because it feels so good that you, because you feel like you survived something. So then you get that bug to do it again. That makes sense. I, I don't do, I ride, I will ride roller coasters, but I don't do the real, real tall ones. Or the real big drops. Yeah. But my husband will ride anything. And he and my son just did one of the one of the drop things at Hershey Park. Um oh yeah. I've been there as well. Hershey Park. Hershey. Been there twice. Yeah, they have the drop towers and they have three different size ones. And he and my son did the, the tallest one. And my son has never been on anything like that ever. But wow. <laughs> they do that thing where they pull you up real quick and then they drop you a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you don't know when you're gonna go. And the look on my son's face was just priceless. But I would never. 
ever. There's no reason. I would go on a roller coaster. It goes and you, it's the thrill and it's fun and it's great. I don't want to be hanging up in the air. Like, <laughs> no, there's one in, there's a, a theme park called Alton Towers in the UK. And it's like the UK's like probably most famous theme park. It's not, it's not like Disney, but it's, it's cool. And there's one called the Oblivion and it's where you go up and then you're at the top of this track and the thing goes over the edge and it's, it was the world's first vertical drop roller coaster. And this is like back in like the 90s. So it's been there for ages. And they hang you there for ages. You don't know when. And every time's different. So it's not like you can time it. Every time. It's like, the, it's literally the operator who has say over how long you're going to be hung there for. And you just literally over this. You look, all you can do is look down and there's a hole, a black hole. And you go straight down into that hole. And as you uh -oh. go into the hole, like steam sprays at you. And it's, it's really cool. But, if they're hanging up there, that's horrible. Yep. You don't know when you're gonna go. Yep, that's well. That's the worst part of any roller coaster is that going up in the anticipation yeah. of it. Once that's over and you're down that first hill, it's like, yeah. I got this. <laughs> there's one. There's one called I think it's changed now, but it was called Air, and it was in Alton Towers. And you get you get you're sitting in the seat like this, and then before it goes, it, you tilt forward. So that your face, you're literally like this on the ride. And so when you're going around, it feels like you're flying because you're looking forward and your arms are out like Superman. And it, it it's fast, but it's not like, it's not made to scare you. It's made as like this really nice, it, as if you're flying. That's why it's called Air. Yeah, um, that's cool. That that's was cool. the nicest ride I've ever been on. That was so <laughs> fun. There's one like that. I don't know. It's been so long since I've been to New York Park, but in the DC area, there's six flags. And they had a, I guess it was Batman, but it was like that oh, yeah. where the arms were out. Yeah, that'd be like cool. Flying, but I never did it. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I just did them all. We were in Disney because I thought I don't know when I'm next coming back here. And it was for our honeymoon, and she wanted to do them all. And I was like, I, ca I can't stand here and hold it, bag it, purse while she does it. I have to do it as well. <laughs> so we did so, it, and I, I loved it. We went to Disney World on our honeymoon too. Oh, nice. And and it was like the worst decision of all times. We had four days, but we, four days. So we're getting up every morning at like six <laughs> to go get our times at the time, you know, yeah, well yeah. spent yeah, at the park. But we went over winter break, you know, Christmas break. So everyone and all of their children are there in the, you know, the whole entire United States. Is in <laughs> yeah, it's all there, yeah. <laughs> and, and Canada, they're all at Disney World. Yeah. So the lines were ridiculous. It was a hundred degrees outside. My husband had never been and he would go on the thrill rides. And I didn't, I wanted to go do the haunted mansion and the teacups and the, you know, the <laughs> classic stuff and see yeah. the characters. I wanted to do all the Disney stuff. So he didn't really get to ride anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was, Oh my God, it was just so hot and it was December. Yeah. But it was yeah, we went in the we went in September 2012 and it was roasting. Mm -hmm. They had these big fans yes. there that were blowing like blowing water on you and yeah. just pull you down and yeah it was it was and all the, of course you just want to go on the water rides because of that because <laughs> you want to cool down. And I remember my wife Dina saying, "I don't want to go next. I want to get soaked. I'll be you're gonna be dry in ten minutes as soon as you get <laughs> off. You're gonna be dry." <laughs> and she we were we were dry instantly. Yep, you might be smelly and not feel great but you'll be yeah. fine yeah there was i mean we did we did enjoy ourselves but it was <laughs> not something i'd recommend for a honeymoon in yeah. 
during winter break. I'm, I'm a teacher, so yeah. I only have summer or winter break to take long trips. So that's what we did, but it was not a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, we, we loved it. Like I say, we went, we went for two weeks. I think it was, we were there for oh. a long time. We did Disney and we did Universal as well. And then what's the other one? Islands of Adventure, I think it's called. We did that one as well. Oh, okay. So we that works out. And, yeah, it was, it was great. It was, I just, I can't say enough about it. We want to take the kids hopefully maybe next year. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So we, we'll see. We haven't taken our kids and they, they guilt me all the time. We've never been to Disney World. I'm like, grow up and buy yourself a ticket. <laughs> get, get a job. It's like, if yeah. I go back, I want to do it right and spend like $15,000. That's not happening. So I'm yeah, just not going to exactly, go. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. You can't, you, you really, sh- especially with kids, you can't go to Disney on a budget. Like you have to, you've got to save for it. And it's like a lot of money. You can't yeah, just I'd go rather, like a couple of thousand. Like, rather go to the beach every summer or take a little road trip here and there each year instead of, spending all my money for five years on one trip yeah where the kids are probably just going to whine the whole time <laughs> yeah well that's another thing as well i wouldn't i could there's no way i could tolerate whining after spending that much money i'd just be like you exactly. shut up and get on with it <laughs> exactly uh, um so i, I was going to mention i didn't this is literally because they're around me now um ants do you ever have ant problems in your house oh yes yeah, so we've got one at the moment, like an ant problem. Not one ant, but like an ant problem. Right. And like, I don't know where they come from. I don't know where. I've looked, I've sprayed. Like, there's no, like, trail of them. They just show up, like, on the desk. There's no food. What the hell are they doing? There's no food on the desk. But they just right. like the desk for some reason. I've looked underneath the desk and started. I don't know where they're coming from. They're, uh, we, we don't have a problem now, but we do get the problem. And my husband gets some kind of spray. I'd rather use some kind of natural <laughs> situation, but, um, well, and actually <laughs> cinnamon, cinnamon and cinnamon and peppermint around your doors and stuff. But usually the problem is like somebody roasted a marshmallow in a driveway in one of our fire pits and like left it on the driveway and they come from there and then somehow get, in. I don't know. We right no. now we have fruit flies though. And that oh they are the, they're the worst the fruit that's flies. the worst that they're like, worse we, to me than we ants. leave out I think it's um dish soap and vinegar yes I think it's dish soap and vinegar yeah and so you put like um we call it cling film what do you guys in North America call it um plastic wrap plastic wrap yeah like that or, sort of stuff yeah saran wrap um, yes that's it saran wrap we put that over like a little dish with some mm-hmm. of that liquid in it and poke little holes in with a toothpick. And they get yeah. in through that and then they can't get out. Yeah. The dish soap holds them in too. You don't even have to have plastic wrap on it. But I got yeah. so irritated the other day because I think they're in our drains. And we have four bathrooms and a, we have a small house, but we have four bathrooms and a sink, a kitchen, the kitchen sink. And I swear they're coming up out of the, the drains. So I was yeah. so like just grossed out while I was brushing my teeth. I took bleach and just. <laughs> my husband was like, I don't think that's gonna actually well if they're down there there's no way they'll survive the bleach that'll definitely get rid of them i don't know where they where they're coming from and then of course we have animals but that's not what they're they're not attracted to the animals it's the food and the fruit we find them by the coffee the coffee pot all the time too yeah 
yeah so like what we do is we get like because we we compost everything in canada like it's not like the us where like everything just goes into one bin like, we have to recycle so like they give us like a green bin that it, it takes all your garden waste and any food waste goes into this green bin so like we'll have like a cardboard box that like you know something like this size that's like it had, it obviously had food of some sort of like crackers or something <clears throat> and we just keep it on the counter and any food that we don't eat we just scrape into this little box and it kind of made a cardboard you just pick the box up and throw that in the green bin but in the in the summertime you can't do that because right. the flies just go all over that box so you've literally exactly. got to go put a box down put food in it take it out you can't leave it in the kitchen because the, the fruit flies go nuts right uh, i didn't even think about that like um other states in the united states do have to do that and recycle and, and oh really or i think it even might be by like a county like by your county where oh, maybe in. so yeah like i'm just i'm literally going off chicago because that was the last right. state i was in and i went we twice to, and, yeah in west virginia we don't have to do we don't have to do any of it and in fact we have to we have to pay if we want to recycle oh see that's crazy having to and pay Who's so then it's that? really difficult to want to recycle <laughs> yeah why would you do it if it's gonna cost you Right. And we are, you know, you already pay for trash and then you, you can't, um, I think you can pay to have them come pick it up. But even if you go drop it off, you have to still pay to drop it off. Yeah. So do you guys like for like soda cans like this, do you guys get like a bottle deposit for, for this? We do not know. Okay. So that's like where you pay it when you buy it. So you pay to like 10 cents on every kind of pop or bottle of pop. And then when you finish the can, you save it up. And then you take that to a bottle depot, give it to the bottle depot, they'll count them and give you the cash back. Yeah, I've heard it's of an, it. It's an incentive to to recycle right. your bottles. Recycle. And like kids will do like bottle drives for the school where they'll knock on the door and ask for your recycles and you give the bottles to them if you don't want to do it yourself. And then they'll take it, cash them in and use the cash for whatever they're raising money for. Exactly. Um, but we just save, we save like five or six bags and then take it in. You got like $40, $50 for like four or five bags. All right. Yeah, yeah, there is, um, where was I? Michigan. Michigan does that. And I'd never seen it before. And I was so enthralled. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's great. It's a it, grocery it also, store. Like, <laughs> and then you just go put your cans in and automate it. Yeah. yeah. And I, I saved all my beer cans for five days in bags. And I was so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's great. And like, it, it also like, um, you know, there's a lot of, obviously a lot of homeless people as well. It's a way for them to raise money because they they obviously go through the trash anyway. And then they'll pull out any cans or bottles and they'll save them up and they'll take them and cash them and then it's money for them as well. So, like, I mean, not that there should be any in the trash anyway, but pe some people, obviously, if you're out and about, they're not going to carry an empty bottle or can home. They just throw it in the trash. Mm -hmm. A little homeless man will come along, pick it up and cash it in. Interesting. So, yeah, it's yeah. different. It's, and it's different in West Virginia than it is in other places. Like, I live one mile or two miles from Maryland, where it's a completely different place. Yeah. So, like, what what do you do if, like, you've got, like, an old couch or an old TV? Like, what do you do with that junk? We call the dumpster guys. We call yeah, the garbage call company and, sit and set up a bulk pickup, and they know that it's going to be there, and they're ready to get it. Oh, okay, that makes sense. See, with us, you just put it at the end of the driveway and they take it. Yeah, you don't have to tell them. You don't have to call. It's really weird. I don't understand. In England, you have to get rid of it yourself. So, yeah. like, there's places you can go. It's we call them. It's called the tip because you're literally tipping it. Like it's just mm -hmm. left there. 
And that's what it's called. And it's basically just landfill. You just drive your car. And there's people that work there and you just like drive your car up and they'll come out and take out your whatever it is that you've took in. They'll take yeah. it out and, and they'll get rid of it. We the have that we we call it the dump. Yeah, the dump, yeah, yeah. Like you yeah. know, like the mafia like leave bodies there and stuff like that. Yes, exactly. It and the- before. Yeah, it's the same thing in England. But like in the Canada, best- we obviously do have that, but the people come and get it from your house. Right. They will come and get it because we have a trash company. We didn't yeah. used to pay for trash removal. We would take our trash ourselves. Yeah. And so we at that point we would have to, you know. But um the interesting thing is my husband actually works at a garbage to power plant. Oh, okay. So they burn trash. Not here, but in Maryland where they do have to recycle. So they burn all the garbage. And it and he's maintenance there, but he used to be the guy that would literally grab have the crane and like go down and grab the garbage. Oh, yeah. And put it in the fire. But it's a super intriguing. So did you say that that like turns the garbage into energy? Yes. it And it mostly just powers their plant, but it does go back into the grid a little bit. Um, oh, okay. So it burns the trash, turns it to heat. In the walls of the boiler is water that turns to steam that they turn into power. It's a huge company that's like worldwide. That's kind of like Back to the Future then with Doc and like, I don't know if you're familiar with Back to the Future. But like, oh, yeah, first of all. So, oh, you're great. Oh, I'll just explain it then. It's really simple. <laughs> first movie is the first movie and they need like, um, oh, what is it called? Plutonium. They need plutonium to put into the time machine to get it to go into the future. And that's the whole, basically the whole premise of like, well, the main start of the movie. Um, second move, second movie, Doc's already gone into the future, like way into the future, and figured out another way of doing it, which is where there's like a little port on top of the time machine. You lift up and you drop garbage into it. Like it can be cans, it can be <laughs> banana peel or whatever, and it turns it into energy. And that's, and you don't need plutonium anymore. You just need trash, and that's what gets it into the future. I love it. Yeah, it's futuristic over there at my husband's. And, but it's not. It smells like a dump. It's disgusting. It's so does he there- come home smelling like that? He showers before he comes home. And, and oh, okay, yeah, because cool. he's maintenance, he mostly just works on the machines. He's He welds. So he doesn't ah, okay. really work with the trash anymore. Yeah. But it was great when he did. He'd send me pictures of the pit and be like, see if you can find the human arm. <laughs> it Is would he joking be joking around? Is he joking? He, he yeah, he'd be joking, but there'd be a mannequin in there or something. Oh, okay, right. You know? okay. So and you're all looking you, for an arm. You have kids, right? So you remember those bumbo seats, like the squishy foam? Yeah. Where you put them in and they kind of get stuck. Yeah, um, yeah. Almost every day, he would send me a picture and say, find the bumbo seat because they don't um, compress. <laughs> in the, they just pop the, back out. <laughs> so you have all this messed up trash that just looks like garbage. And then you'd see this bright teal bumbo seat. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's funny. Yeah. So I've, I've kept a note of what of like the topics we talk about because I like to mention it in the episode description. So far, we've covered recycling, crabs, ants, submarine. <laughs> oh gosh. Random topics. I, I'm random. Well, I've got to actually talking of random. I've got some random questions. I'm going to throw at you now. Perfect. So we'll just well these are like quick fire, so we won't because we've been recording for a while now, so we won't like I won't keep you for too much longer. Um, but let's just ask a few of these. So first of all, I'm going to start with the top five. And these are the top five questions that we ask most of our guests. I can't remember if we asked Trevor from Motown these questions or not. 
I don't think we did. I think like we don't think we needed to because there was so much stuff we had planned with him. Yeah, I just listened Can't to remember. that. There's lots. Yeah. Um, okay, so first question is what one song defines you? And if you can't think of a song that defines you, what's the, what's your favorite song? But like you just only one song that's just like okay. every time you listen to it, it's pure joy. I have a custom song that was written about me. Yeah. So okay. that's tell, that's tell my us, first answer. Tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about that. I I already know, obviously, because you've told me. Right. I commissioned a, a custom song from a musician called Tony Luca, who's an independent artist, but he was on Mickey Mouse Club, The Voice, um, yeah. and is very, very much my favorite. And I paid him to to write me a song. And we worked together to kind of come up with the idea for it. And it's called This Girl. And it's a country, it's a country bop is what it is. Yeah. But it's, um. Yeah, so that would be my my answer. <laughs> but. Um, do you know Eric Church? I'm I'm very country. I know I only know Eric Church because of you, because you called <laughs> me about him and I've seen loads of pictures of him and stuff, but I've never actually listened to his music. So I'm not massively into country. I, I do right. like it. I'm just not like a massive country fan. Yeah, and I like certain country. I don't like all country, but um Eric Church has a song called Sinners Like Me. And it's about like a family tree kind of and everybody's a, everybody's are sinners and it's it's like my it was my first favorite song of his and then it kind of just became my favorite song i have it tattooed on me and all that oh okay like nice okay so yeah. you feel like you can relate to that song a little bit then yes yeah so that song probably does define you then yeah a little bit in a way yeah in a way yeah it's kind of like those two songs together <laughs> yeah right okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> okay so this is the food one now so what's the perfect meal that well um Steamed Maryland blue crabs for sure. If it was because we've discussed quite heavily crabs on this episode, if you couldn't <laughs> choose that, what would you say? Oh, okay. So then, or is it, is it maybe maybe not. Maybe it's no. It's I can't pick another one. It's got to be crabs. Well, that would be my favorite. But for example, um, if I were to have to pick where to go on my birthday, my first choice would be Mexican, or. Okay. Um, Central American food or like El Salvadorian food. Yeah. Um, is it would be my first choice. Now tonight, my husband was like, "Ah, we always go there." I was like, "Fine." So we went to Hibachi. <laughs> <laughs> I love is a that good where they like do the food in Frontier. Yeah. On the little yeah. Right. That's that's that would be the third favorite. But the Mexican food, other than the crabs, um, like authentic Mexican food. Yeah. I can't say that I've ever had authentic Mexican food, and I'm not really a fan of the Mexican food that I've had, but I probably haven't experienced what it's supposed to taste like. Right. Like, um, well, and this would be more Central American, but like pupusas and... Yeah, um, I don't even know what that is. I've never heard of that. Like the real corn tortilla, the okay. corn flour stuff and... Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mexican. Okay. Um. Can you tell us something about yourself that nobody else knows? So if someone else knows it, I don't want to know. It's got to be oh like, my God. like a Stephanie fact that no one else knows. That nobody knows. Yeah, like no, like not even your husband can. I mean, I suppose if you really can't think of anything, then that's fine. But like it's just, <laughs> be just you, the only you know. It can, be, it can be silly. It doesn't have to be like a big secret. Either. Okay, so I'm looking... <laughs> God, I'm boring, but I'm looking like 
at my dressers and I, I organize my t-shirts by category and themes and <laughs> nobody knows that I do that. I don't have like, time for stuff like that. They wouldn't that. be shocked, but it's yeah. like country artists, boy bands. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's not just that. It's like, and then the country artists, it's like Eric Church and the other people. And then it's like O-Town, LFO, New Kids. And it goes, it's like an order yeah across the drawer to like my work shirts like my school spirit shirts <laughs> yeah yeah i you know what i'd love to i'd love to stick to that but there's no way like i'd do it and get it all nice and neat and in order and then i just no way i'd stick to it i'd be like 90s cartoon characters muppets and then <laughs> musicians and, that, and it'd be great to do that but there's no way i'd stick to it it's hard because I have so much going on because of the pandemic, not wearing actual work clothes and wearing, buying and wearing so many t-shirts is like popping out, but I still manage to keep it that way. And nobody knows that it's like that. So yeah. my daughter will come in to get a t-shirt because she borrows my clothes all the time. I'm like, just don't mess it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I couldn't begin to explain to her how it's organized. Like, yeah, that's a good fact though. I like that. Okay, favorite place to be. Now I'm going to say I want to just want to add one thing because a lot of people say with me family you can't say that that's that's that, let's take that as red. It's got to be something else. Say that anyway. <laughs> you, okay, fair enough. Thank you. Um, um, I'm going to say, and. Hatteras Island in North Carolina in the Outer Banks. Where is it? Something Island. What do you say? Hatteras Island in Hatteras North Carolina, in the North in North Carolina in the Outer okay. Banks. Um, okay. It's the beach, and if I can't be at a concert, that's where I want to be. Because if you can't be at a concert, that means the concert is more so where you'd rather be. Yeah, but that's not. Well, I guess it is a place. But I'd yeah, go anywhere. You can say, say concerts, but that's well, I like concert. your answer. Concerts. Yeah. Concerts. Right. A concert at the beach. And I've been to one of those. Let's do that. Okay. So okay. So which beach. concert though of any artist? Who's playing the bill? Only one. You can't say like multiple ones, just one artist. Who's playing at the beach? Uh well, it would be Tony Luca. Okay. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Okay. So this is the last <laughs> one on the top five. And it is what inspires you? Um, in general, I would say nature and in general. Um, yeah. yeah, it's hard to hard to specifically pick a part of nature. Yeah, these questions, they're, they're not easy questions, to be honest. No. Just, you know, once you get thinking about it, they're quite deep. I can't be specific about about nature, but like. Also, energy, so the energy of nature, but also the energy of human beings. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. I like that. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is. And the thing is, when, when we get off this, you might think about it later on and go, well, you know what, this actually inspired. Like, right. I, I haven't given you any chance. I could have given you these questions earlier, really, but I kind of right. like it being off the cuff where you don't have a chance to think. Right, because now I'm going to think of some of... are really interesting. I'm sitting here thinking it could be like the most in-depth answer of all times, like the wind and then in the something and or it could be like today, Stitch inspired me. 
like stitch, like the you know the Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> was Lilo and Stitch. Or like you know, a taco inspired me today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay, so there's two more questions. These are not part of the top five, but I actually just added these on before. So, what's the scariest thing you've ever done? Or um, that happened, or just like the scariest thing? My um, twins being born, or actually before they were born, when I was in labor and I shouldn't have been scariest. Okay, thing. yes, because because like you've got three kids, but the twins were the first, weren't they? Like you had the twins first. Yeah, so and they yeah, were early was- and. Wow, was, yeah, that would be definitely would be nerve wracking. They put me in a helicopter, Gavin. Really? <laughs> yeah. A helicopter to get you to the hospital quicker. Yeah, like I was at one hospital, and it was they weren't going to be able to handle the gestational age of my my baby. So, oh no, helicoptered me to Baltimore, and I am not the person you want to put in a helicopter. Like I don't like it. And then on top of that, I'm hot. I'm huge. I'm not feeling good i'm scared they won't let anyone go with you and they're gonna put me well, in a anyone with you. you were on your own you didn't have like your husband wasn't even with you you were just nope. on your own on this helicopter just, that's just that me is- and me and three guys <laughs> the pilot and the other guy and the medic that's it wow <laughs> right scariest and then obviously after that was still pretty freaking scary too because you know i thought they were going to be born too way too early but wow yeah that, was, that would be the scariest that's great. Okay, so on the back side of that, what is the your happiest moment in your life? And let, let's just say before you say it, you can't say wedding day, you can't say the kids being born, they're already a given. Got it. So um, happiest moment in your life so far. That is so hard. Yeah, because yeah, I assume there's probably been many, many it's happy like moments. So many. Yeah, and you can only so pick one. Many. <laughs> I'm so lucky. I would, and I'm literally going to say this and regret it later, but probably the first time I met new kids on the block. Oh, really? See, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I thought you might have said Tony Luca or someone, but not new kids. I don't think we've ever talked much about new kids, to be honest. It was just because, you know, you don't get to meet, you don't just get to hang out with them, right? You don't get to just talk to them when you want or whatever. Yeah. And it was just one of those moments of pure it was like my seven-year-old eight-year-old self came back and was there and that's probably why it felt so happy it was just so pure and innocent and happy and just yeah amazing i can relate to that though meeting meeting people that you know i look up to and you know that inspire me and getting a chance to meet them and you just you don't you can't put into words what it feels like because you've just you've grown up like seeing them on tv and or listening to the music and then you actually in the, you at that moment in their lives, not just your life, but in their lives, they are with you in yes. that moment. And it's exactly, just, it is an amazing feeling. It's this little spark of this is the most amazing thing of all times. And yeah. I was with my sister, and it was just this special moment. And um, you know, Donnie Wahlberg called me adorable, and that <laughs> is my favorite moment of all times. It was mostly yeah. because I was freaking out. And looked like a big nerd, you know. But it was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty special. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Excellent. Okay. Well, I was actually going to say that it's, I'm quite surprised. I'm proud of 
both of us really that we didn't really mention boy bands on this episode because that's how we know each other is that like we both LFO really is the is the band that's kind of like our mutual um, connection is via the band LFO and we've obviously had LFO on the podcast before and we will talk we'll save the boy band chat for next time because I want Kelly to be part of it because she's also a boy band fan so yeah I think we're going to do like a like a Backstreet Vis and Sync thing because. Oh. Like I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Both Kelly and I love both bands, but I know that you're Team NSYNC. So we, we oh, just, just talk. We're not. It's not going to be like a you know a a battle a battle or anything like that. We're just going to talk. <laughs> but I think we'll save it for next time. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you very much for for joining me, Steph. It's been been great having a chat with you. And hopefully, of you'll course. join me again. I would love to. This is fun. Excellent. Okay, so I just want to tell our listeners very quickly: if you go to linktree.com. That well, start again. If you go to linktree.com forward slash majors mess hall, that is going to give you the links to everything on our social media. Um and you know, Spotify links and Spotify, by the way, have gone weird for some reason. Like I've noticed like they're now, only now, after all these years, starting to kind of flag our episodes because we've used clips of music in them. And it's really like it's disheartening because they're just clips. It's not like the full song. Like one yeah, of them was a Beatles song and they've pulled it and it's like, sake, like just leave it alone. It's a clip. Mm-hmm. And it's the Beatles aren't even together anymore. Two of them are dead. Like, does it matter? But no, it's copyright. It's not allowed to do it. So, but I do yeah, make sure now that I get permission off the artist before I include the music. So, yeah. But anyway, before I go off on a complete tangent, yeah, <laughs> if, you, if, if you go to uh, linktree.com forward slash majors mess all, I'll give you links to everything there. I want to say thank you to our patrons over at patreon.com for your help um, with the podcast. Um, if anyone wants to to join and become a patron, you can go to patreon.com forward slash majors mess hall. And the link to that is on Linktree anyway. And we are going to finish this episode with a track that was sent to me by uh, a new friend of mine, actually. His name is Jeff Turner. And he's written this comedy song that's called Nantucket Idol. And it's it's actually, it's like a country song. I know it's got like a quirky name. It's a, it's a country song, and um, I told them that I would play it on the podcast. It's uh, it, it's just a fun song, but it's one of those ones that's got a melody in it. But even though you might not understand what the song's about, the melody sticks in your mind. Like you'll be singing it when you listen to it. Like it'll just stick in your mind, and that's the mark of a good song. You know, even if it's a, even if it's a comedy song or it's, or you know a, a song that's a little bit cheesy, if it sticks in your mind, it's done its job. So I'm gonna play that now. It's true. Um, it's called Nantucket, Nantucket Idol, and it's by uh, Jeff Turner. And we will see everyone in episode 190. And I think, yeah, we're going to try and see if we can get Kelly on next time. Steph can join us again, and we'll do like a whole boy band thing. That's awesome. Thank you for having me, Gavin. Thank you very much, Steph. We'll talk to you again soon. Yep. I'll see you later, everyone. There once was a man from Nantucket. That man was me. Women come from miles around to get a piece of me. They say everything's bigger in Texas, but I disagree. There once was a man from Nantucket, and that man was me. New York has the Big Apple, London has Big Ben. Montana's Big Sky Country, well, let me tell you, friend. Drive hard up by 95 and then you'll see The greatest wonder in the world, ladies, that's me 
There once was a man from Nantucket That man was me Women come from miles around To get a piece of me Now they say everything's bigger in Texas But I disagree There once was a man from Nantucket And that man was me Now Scotty McCreary loves you this big Women are impressed But I bet they've never been round here And seen me undressed But if they had I know for sure They'd idolize me There once was a man from Nantucket And that man was me There once was a man from Nantucket That man was me Women come from miles around To get a piece of me Now they say everything's bigger in Texas But I disagree There once was a man from Nantucket And that man was me The road to success is long and hard Competition's stiff If you want to be the best in life You have to use your gifts And I thank God every day For what he's given me I've got a leg up on the world And Jagger agrees There once was a man from Nantucket That man was me Women come from miles around To get a piece of me Now they say everything's bigger in Texas But I disagree There once was a man from Nantucket And that man was me There once was a man from Nantucket And that man was me